I'm George Kennedy, and I'm on, on screen and beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 204 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with someone from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have an amazing guest coming your way. George Kennedy is going to be here at On Screen and Beyond. I'm so excited about having him on the show, and I know you're going to enjoy hearing him talk. And George, of course, was in Cool Hand Luke. He won an Oscar for that. He was in Charade. He was in The Dirty Dozen. He was in the Naked Gun films. He was in the airport movies. It just goes on and on and on. His career has been such a great career. And he has a new book out. It's called Trust Me. I've read the book. It is a fascinating book. And you think you know George Kennedy. Read his book, and I'll tell you, it it just going to – you never knew a lot of these facts. So you want to check that out. It's a great book. And he's going to be coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen or Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. And uh, let's see. Just getting back from vacation. It's um, been – what two weeks now since we've had our last show, and um, we're raring to go. We got uh, you know a lot of people lined up. We got some great guests coming your way in the next few weeks. Just just uh, waiting in the wings to get out there and give you their stories. And I uh, hope you're going to join us every week. If you are a first time listener, welcome. Glad to have you here, and I hope you'll uh, go through our rerun section at onscreenandbeyond.com and look at all the guests. We've had over 200 guests, and they're a fascinating group of people, and I know you're going to enjoy listening to uh, at least some of them. And, uh, you know, check them out because there's people you know. Everybody knows these people. So um, check them out, onscreenandbeyond.com, and also uh, while you're there, look at our other things we get there. We get all kinds of information about movies and DVDs and reviews and uh, books, reviews at the Book Nook, and it just goes on and on. So check it out. Search around there. You'll find something that you're interested in. All right, what do you say? It is time to check out Remake Madness. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, a remake of Sleepless Night will be coming your way from Warner Brothers. And the director of Battle Los Angeles will direct the remake, or they're calling it a reboot, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So get ready for that one. And the video game Twisted Metal is now headed for the big screen. Those are your remakes coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming away as far as upcoming movies, originals, next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies, well, it looks like an action thriller called Lucky Strike will star Vince Vaughn as a DEA agent. Now, this is going to be his first trek out into being uh, sort of like an action hero, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, we're used to seeing him as a comedian. So, And a new film called Black Seas is in the works. It's being called The Treasure of Sierra Madre in a Submarine. I don't know. We'll see what that one comes out as. And Michael C. Hall, Elizabeth Olsen, and Daniel Radcliffe will star in Kill Your Darlings. It's a thriller about a 1944 murder. 
We'll see what that does. That's it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a look at uh, sequels down at Sequel City next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, it looks like Jennifer Aniston and Dennis Quaid are up for a prequel to the Jackie Brown films. It's going to be called Switch. And Dwayne Johnson now says that the sequels uh, 6 and 7 of Fast and Furious will not be filmed back-to-back as previously stated. Hmm. And Billy Bob Thornton says Bad Santa 2 will start filming later this year. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, we got some good ones coming your way. Timeless Media will release Riverboat, the complete series, on May 15th in a six-disc set with all 44 episodes. And it looks like uh, Brett and Bart Maverick will ride onto DVD in a seven-disc set on May 29th in Maverick, the complete first season. And you can also look for the complete second season of Fantasy Island, finally, as it comes to DVD on May 8th with 25 episodes and six discs. That is it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We got it. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) Movies on DVD. Well, Big Miracle with Drew Barrymore comes to DVD and Blu-ray in July. And Rampart with Woody Harrelson comes to DVD in June. And Safe House with Denzel Washington hits stores in June also. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the honor of having none other than George Kennedy on our show and it is such a thrill to have him here he uh, has been in he won an oscar for cool hand luke uh, he was in the dirty dozen he was in charade he was in the airport movies he was in the naked gun films and and it just goes on and on and on what he's done and he's next right here on on screen and beyond we're going to talk about his new book trust me and trust me this is going to be a interview that you're going to love right here on on screen and beyond <laughs> Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have the honor of an Oscar-winning actor joining us today. He has appeared in numerous TV shows, including The Phil Silver Show, Route 66, Maverick, The Virginian, Sarge, Dallas, and the list just goes on and on. On film, we saw him in Cool Hand Luke, for which he won an Oscar, the Airport Movies, The Dirty Dozen, and the Naked Gun films, along with many, many more. His book, Trust Me, is now in stores. It's George Kennedy. George, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, that's very nice to hear. I I don't think of myself so much as 
as anything but lucky. Now, before I make people put their finger down their throat, it, it's not a question of humility. It's a question of people have a tendency to not realize how difficult it is to get jobs in Hollywood. One of my favorite younger actors, George Clooney, is now up for an Academy Award, and I love his work. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I bet you he'd be the first one on earth to tell you that luck has so much to do with things. Yeah. And being six foot four, which I've been since I was in high school, in a land where the leading men are generally around five six, five seven, for me to get the amount of work that I got and how lucky I was that John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart and Clint Walker were the kind of guys that needed somebody to beat up. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very lucky time for me. Yeah, yeah, geez. Well, your book is an amazing book, and you know, after reading it, I've always respected you and, and loved your movies, but after reading your book, I have more respect for you now than I ever did. Bless your heart. That's lovely to hear. It's... Um, I'll tell you something about the book that perhaps would be more interesting to somebody who is an aficionado like you. Uh, the book didn't start out to be that way. It started out to be a quotation marks memoir, close quote, and it bored the living bejesus out of me. I, I, I didn't want that. Yeah. So the third time around, I started this, what, honey, about 2002, I think. And I buried it uh, twice and started on this one. Oh, so... And when I did, I began to say, just tell people the truth. Uh, tell them how you were in love with... Uh-oh. Uh, this telephone is, which hates me. I'm not going to lose my track, but it's just that the battery is getting there, so okay. my wife is trying to get another one. Okay, great, yeah. But I'll continue with this. I loved what I did. I loved so many of the people. There was so much to tell that countered the, the tabloids. The tabloids would have you believe the tabloids would have you believe that just go out and, and use drugs and get drunk and, and act like a bunch of crazy people. Right. <laughs> the, the reality of it is, now this one's beeping. Push that button. Or shut it off. Um, just to finish the thought, uh, movies are a business. They're very bright and good business. And my God, they're certainly the highlight of my life and thousands, if not millions of others. Right. There's nothing quite like movies to, to give you a different view of everything. So for me to even have been part of that was, was miraculous and wonderful. Yeah. One thing I liked about the book was the way that before each chapter, you gave us a little story about different actors that you've worked with. And, and I found that to be very interesting. I'm glad you did because that to me was the most enjoyable part of it. If I, 
I'll tell you something I haven't told anybody else. When this book was finished, it really wasn't. But here I was, uh, 85, 86 years old. And I, I, my time at bat, if you will, in the movies is long since over, and I don't have the energy to do anymore anyway. But one of the things that kept coming back into my mind was how much I loved the Eli Wallach mm. and Marty Balsams as it. They're on a page of the book. Yes. But the part that I started to tell you is that there are so many more. My goodness, is the book could have been twice that long. I'm sure. But when I submitted it, I said, who the, who the heck is going to want to read this? <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I would have been very interested. I'll bless you for that. <laughs> Your chapter about Jimmy Stewart. Now, I've had a lot of different guests on the show, and nobody has had a bad word to say about Jimmy Stewart. Everybody says what a nice guy he was. And your chapter on Jimmy Stewart seemed to show a real love and respect for him. Well, two things. Number one, it would be, if not impossible, to not have respect for Jimmy Stewart. I can assure you, as a, a, he was a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. But uh, if. But I got to break in here because the phone's beeping. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to do. Hold on. Let's keep trying. Okay. Still there? Yep, I'm here. All right, we swap phones again. Jimmy Stewart was remarkably like the Christmas show that he does every year. He, he was hesitant in his speech. He had a wonderful, puckish sense of humor. He... He laughed, and, and, and he was so honorable. And as a serviceman, he retired as a brigadier general in the Air Force. He never talked about his medals, never talked about the honors that he got. He was an extraordinary, beautiful human being. And he was my friend. Well, if, if the movie business didn't give me anything else, but that, it gave me that, and that was worth its weight in gold. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In one of your chapters, you wrote a little bit about the war, and I noticed the chapter was very short, but it was a very emotional chapter. Uh, was it difficult to write that? Yeah, I, I'm afraid I sound like a poster for goody two-shoes sometimes, but I'm no fan of war. I, I never have been... Um, War simply is a way to kill young people. It doesn't matter what nation they're from or anything else. The very people that you have war with now within 10 years will be the best ally that you have. 
it goes back to pre-AD, it goes back to the BCs, the 300 men, and they beat up 10,000 guys. What it meant was that young people, certainly uh, arguably the best time of their lives, are having their lives taken away from them. Mm. And the main commandment that came down off the mountain was, thou shalt not kill. But what the heck is war? Right, yeah. War is, uh, legitimizes shooting people. And I'm, I'm not a fan of war. I lost my best friend. I lost more than that. I, you're with a guy and you're eating a, a piece of cheese or something, and then an hour later he's in four pieces in front of you. Mm. No, it doesn't make sense. It is a way to make money, and I think that's the best thing I can say about any war with anybody. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your films. Cool Hand Luke. Now, you won an Oscar for that. When you found out that you were nominated for the Oscar for that role, were you surprised? Unbelievable. We had no... Uh, let's see. When we went to the Academy Award that night, my press agent was with me. My wife was with me. And that was it. And we sat there. When Patty Duke said by name... Um, I hit myself on the right thigh with my with my fist, and I went up. And my my remarks were very short. I could have sentenced it too, because that was the last place I had I expected to be standing. <laughs> um, my own choice was Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like we love you, George, but forget it. So even my press agent on the drive to the Academy Awards said, "George, um, don't 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 be brokenhearted." I said, "Look, we'll go there, we'll sit there, we'll smile until it's over, and go home." <laughs> it's pretty easy, as it turns out. Yeah. So, like you said, when you went up, you were very short with what you you, you said. Um, now. Had you planned anything just in case, or did you just just go no, for it? No, we didn't even have a place to go. When we left the uh, the Academy Theater, uh, I was driving. It was, they have a limousine, but that's uh, hogwash. You get to the place in your own car. So we got in my car. I said, I don't even have a reservation anywhere. And the publicist guy named Jerry Pam said, you don't think you're going to have any trouble getting into any place tonight, do you? <laughs> Meaning, you know, it's it's a winner's town. Right. And, uh, we could have gone anywhere. Well, we just picked a little bar on Sunset Boulevard. We sat there. Joni Summers, the singer, was with us. And a lady to this day, who none of us knew, sat at the table. Um, never saw her again, never saw her before, but everybody assumed she was with somebody else. So she stayed with us the whole time. <laughs> That's the weirdest story I think I have about the whole evening. Yeah, yeah, huh. And when I got home, the house was toilet papered by all, all my pals. They'd, oh, really? Oh, told TP'd all over the place. I, I mean, everything, the windows, what have you. <laughs> I spent the whole night 
toilet papering the house. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Now, in in the book, you talked about different films that you were in, and there was one that where some practical some practical jokes were played on you. Um, did that happen a lot in films where the actors were and the directors and everything were playing practical jokes on each other? I don't really know how to answer that. I, I want you to understand something, and and this is kind of telling you a bit in a roundabout way. Uh, everything that's in the book is true. Yeah. Well, um, the, the desperation of of the depression um, from the war. I mean, come out of the depression and you go into World War Two. That's not exactly the you're not really rolling sevens on the crap table, you know. Yeah. Well, then I had nothing to do when the army put me out, so I went to uh, Hollywood. But. I said, my God, you know, when you go to Hollywood, people are enormously beautiful. I mean, not just the women, the men. I mean, you get the guy that delivers uh, groceries. He's, he looks like he stepped out of a, a painting by da Vinci or something. It, it, it is an extraordinary place. But to ask me if I thought I was going to work out there, I knew my work ethic was of a nature to do my best. I, I can't help that. That's the way I am. Mm -hmm. But I swear to God, although I dreamt of success, I never really expected the kind of overwhelming success that happened. Yeah. And I was not a kid when I got there. I was 33 years old. Right, yeah. Huh. So, you know, that's... It's like, be careful what you wish for, you're liable to get it. <laughs> right. Well, in my case, uh, I almost got too much. Yeah. Now, with the movies you did, you did a lot of war movies and TV shows and cowboys and everything. Then right. you did The Naked Gun. Now, that was a comedy, and it was a little bit unusual for you. Did you enjoy doing the comedy? More than anything else, really. Really? Oh, more than anything else, I am not a villain, and I am not, uh, but certainly not a cowboy with my back. Yeah. But you do that because that's the jobs that were offered. Mm -hmm. When Naked Gun came about, it was because the Zucker brothers invited me to, to uh, Paramount. It was their small office. I walked in, I told them a joke that I'd read in their ante room, they all fell down on the floor, and we were in a happy relationship from then on. <laughs> but then, that doesn't answer your question thoroughly enough. My heroes, not the Jimmy Stewart type, but my heroes in show business were Phil Silvers, and I love Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner with the 2,000-year-old whatever. Right. <laughs> and comedy and fun and laughter is really where it's at. So for me to be lucky enough to be in The Naked Gun, um, I don't know. I, it was just, it was like getting all your wishes. I don't, I don't, we've got three phones that we've used now, and now they're <laughs> doing it. I, did I tell you I hate phones? Yes. <laughs> Are you for there? another extension. Okay. <laughs> 
you have a lot of phones, right? <laughs> We're running through the house looking for phones. Well, I got one. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I wanted to just tell you that the book was wonderful, and I think people should go out and get it. And uh, I'd like to finish up with uh, two more questions. And one of them is, when you watch TV now, or even in the past, is there a favorite TV show that you enjoy watching? So many. I love the years ago show of shows. Ah, yes. I, I, they just, I thought Sid Caesar and all of them were... Oh, my God, that was one of the... It's not the best show on television. I loved Wilco because I was part of it. I love British movies, uh, the, the Jane Austen, the, the whatever. I I love them. My God, I don't know how many times. I love Random Harvest with Greer Garson and, and Ronald Coleman. I love anything... I love the Eastwood movies, but I love Eastwood. He's a good egg and quite a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that there's uh, if there's a great deal of importance to say this was my favorite because when I see Casablanca, I just watched it two nights ago. I watched it again, yeah. start to finish. I haven't seen it as many times as Woody Allen, but I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> they are treasures to me, honest to God. Yeah. Now, as far as your films, you've done many films, and of course you've won an Oscar, and a lot of them are critically acclaimed films, but is there one film that you made that is special to you, not necessarily for what you made you know, for money or for uh, uh, the critics saying that it was great or the Oscar, but is there one that you just enjoyed personally? My favorite movie um, of all was Charade. Ah, yes. But there are so many reasons for it. Carrie and Cary Grant and I became good friends. Uh, I was with Walter Matthau, who was quite a character. Ned Glass was one of the villains. He, he is as left uh, as you can be. <laughs> and and I, we would fight this sort of thing left and right forever um, Jimmy Coburn was a great friend till the day he died but primary thing was Audrey Hepburn yeah. Audrey Hepburn was like I described her once as a Pequant and somebody said there's no such word I said yes there is it's spelled Audrey Hepburn hmm. and she was a remarkable little, uh, she was like Tinkerbell, grown up and, and to sweetness and, and caring and absolute delight. So, uh, sure, it was my favorite picture. I had to play a terrible guy. Yeah. <laughs> and she was terrified of my hook. Really? So I would hide it. But she... And Mancini's music and Stanley Donan. I don't think a guy in life could get a greater honor and certainly more pleasure than I had doing that movie. Wow. Yeah, it was a fantastic film, that's for sure. Well, George, I want to thank you so much. It's been an honor to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking so much time to talk with us, and I 
congratulate you on your book. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed every second of this talk. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Now, wish me one wish. What's that? Wish me a different set of telephones. Yes. <laughs> God bless and thank you. George Kennedy, what can I say? It's such a thrill to have him on the show, and I thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. We had a, a lot of problems with his telephones, and as he, he said, he hates telephones. So uh, that was quite an experience, but uh, we got through it, and we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, it's just just such a thrill to have him on the show, and I thank him so much for doing it. And if you are out there reading a book, be sure to pick up Trust Me, a memoir from George Kennedy. It's a fascinating book. The things he went through growing up and everything, it's just just a, a tremendous book. Check it out if you are uh, listening and you always love to listen to uh, these people tell their stories. Get the book. It'll give you more information than you've ever had. So thank you very much for listening once again. Be sure if you're on Facebook to uh, like us and uh, send us some emails if you want at feedback back at onscreenandbeyond.com. We love hearing from you and uh, everybody all over the world who is listening in different countries. I uh, wish I could say hi to you in your language uh, and whatever, but uh, you know, we have, I'm sure there's servicemen out there who are listening too. And all of you, we appreciate you listening and I hope you'll join us once again next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond. Till then, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>